Well, we can be in the, in the middle of talking if we wanted to. Oh. Should we be in the middle of talking when we do things? Yeah, you know. Just easier if we don't do it that way. Yeah. It's just simpler. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Literally Literary. Joining us, as always, is Sean Farr. I am Shuffle. your host, Sean Farr. Sean Farr. Over there is Sean O'Brien. And together... I'm not trying. Oh, yeah. I forgot the thing. <laughs> God damn it. I don't know how to do things. That was good. I was going to do it. That was very oh. nice of you to, like, step in. Yeah, I got to gotta do things. This It's like the how the, fir- the show first began. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. That was how weird. how it all began. Yeah. Joey didn't show up that Joey night. Joey wasn't he there. And, I, and we were just <laughs> hanging out. And we were staring at each other. And I'm like, I'm going to read Edgar Allan Poe to you. <laughs> but I had already done Ulysses. And we were like, we should do another one yeah. like that. So we released Ulysses as the first episode. And then 52 episodes later <laughs> was Ulysses again. Because mm-hmm. it was Bloomsday. Yeah. Which was confusing to me. Because I think the first episode that we ever did was like July something. So I don't know how there was more than. It was probably just the book that you had with you. like What, for Ulysses? I thought so. Like, I don't think you planned on reading books that day. Oh, no, no, it wasn't. So I, it was literally, it was Bloomsday. Oh, wait, never mind. I'm sorry. Here's what, no, that still doesn't work. All right. It was Bloomsday when I read Ulysses and I just wanted to do a politicking episode where they tuned in and it was just fucking Ulysses. Oh. That was it. And yeah, and I think I refused to do that or something. No, no, we did that. We <laughs> oh, did exactly that, that. That's it. It happened oh. on Politinkering. But then a couple, like it was the next week when there oh, was that's nothing right. Here. We started. These were in the right. same feed, and yeah. right. And so, but I guess my question is that how could it be fifty-two episodes? Mm. To how can fifty-two episodes go from July like ninth to to June sixteenth? That's my real question. Are Are you sure that's the number? Yes, positive. I, I mean, you may have misnumbered them. But, That's very well But possible. number 52 was June 16th. I make lots of mistakes. But even weirder than that, the next the next Bloomsday was like 94. So I also don't know. But but that makes more sense because we did miss like a couple yeah, weeks yeah. in there at some point. But um, We got lazy. I don't know what number this is. Um, but I know one of two things. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's a, you don't have to look. I know one of two things. What else am I gonna do? This actually was supposed to be a double episode because we recorded the the Scarlet Letter one. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, hold off on that one. Oh. And then this one, and then we'd, we'd release this one, and then the one after that would both be this one. But either way, you can do as you wish, sir. But I- I always will. I have books. <laughs> and Yay. I was going to do a voir dire process. I was going to say, okay, you guys pick the books you don't want to read. So we can just do that with you, Sean Fogg. Uh, Is that okay? All of them. Right, but say <laughs> each one. We'll do the voir dire process with- just you. What's the voyeur process? Uh, so, what do you for jury jury selection? Is you um like you you when when a lawyer uh, hears something from a juror, a potential juror that they don't like, they dismiss them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm gonna put a bunch of books on the table, and you get to dismiss them. You know, I gotcha. That way, yeah. So that way, you will hear all the books. Right on. We will only hear the books from you. Basically, I'm not gonna give the list. I'm gonna put them all on the table, and then you say, "I don't want to read," and then name the book. Okay. All of them. Well, yeah, but you have to name each one individually. Okay? <laughs> Why has everything got to be a process? And he's fumbling around with his stack of books and organizing them. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. He's putting down stacks. Ah, oh, Jesus. Cr- Motherfucker. 
It's every goddamn copy of. So remember, just say, just say, I don't want to read, and then name the book, and I'll take it off the table. Okay. Right on. I don't want to read The Great Gatsby. Okay. Man, F. Scott Fitzgerald. Okay. I also don't want to read Ulysses. Oh, okay. Got it. I'll take, <laughs> I'll take Ulysses off the table. <laughs> he has uh, let the record state that uh, Mr. O'Brien has removed one copy of Ulysses from the table. Got it. Okay. I also would like to uh, not read Ulysses. Oh, okay. Got it. You don't read Ulysses. Let the record show that Mr. O'Brien has now removed two copies of Ulysses from the table. <laughs> I would also like to not read Ulysses, Ulysses, Ulysses. Oh, okay. So the three, the three, three more copies of Ulysses. You don't want to read Ulysses. No, I would not like to read those. Got it. Okay. Um, sure. He does appear to be keeping one of the blue copies. There seem to be two blue copies. Everything else is random. Uh, so now we're down to three. I definitely, three books. There's three books on the table. Yeah. I would like to not read Ulysses. By definitely. James Joyce? Okay. So you don't yeah. want to read Ulysses by James Joyce. Yeah. And, and fuck that other Joyce. Got it. Okay, so you definitely don't want to read Ulysses by James Joyce. That leaves yeah. us one copy on the table. Uh, oh, it's James Joyce's Ulysses. That's crazy. Huh. Amazing how that <laughs> such works. Such a bummer. It's such a bummer. Um, it is Bloomsday. Mm. It is either Bloomsday or it's the week before Bloomsday, depending on when you want to put it out, because I'm told you do what you want. I should have made you read Fitzgerald. You could have. <laughs> you literally could have. There was nothing stopping you. Might as well you. kill the joke. I mean, I could have. I still can, by the way. <laughs> That'd be really, come to think of it, that would actually be sort of funny if I read The Great Gatsby on Bloomsday. I have 20 copies of you, <laughs> but I mean, I can't now because of what you just did. Like you just, so just so we're clear, you fucked that up. Oh, you could have, you could have done it that. It could have been a fantastic. You uh, could have done that. Yeah. Yes. And yes. Yeah. And it still can. Somehow I figured like no matter what I would have done, <laughs> we, 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 the, 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 uh, the game is rigged. The, hey man. the dice are stacked. Hey man, uh, it's, uh, it's stacked. It's stacked stack in favor dice? of comedy and interest. You can, I don't, it's inefficient to do so. It doesn't really help. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, would you roll there? Yeah. I don't know. I got a stack of dice. <laughs> D20s aren't too stackable. I mean, you can, they can but be. it's, yeah. Um, okay. Ulysses it is. I uh, guess it's fine. Do you want to hold on to a copy? <laughs> um and so by the way i can show you the do you want to hold on to this one oh, you can read my notes fucking catcher in the rye do you want to read uh, my notes as we go along do you want to read along no not you really okay no not, a, not I'll at just all read to you <laughs> uh happy bloomsday mr fa uh, oh I, I will say however though i have the um the annotated ulysses which i will uh give to you so that way if you want to look up a thing or if you have a question <laughs> for a thing you can stop me and then look it up we are going to be beginning. Because you couldn't possibly know the answer? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, it's so first of all, I haven't read it in a while. It's been a while. Um, mm. And my mind has been elsewhere for quite a while. So I don't know. There will be a lot of questions. I mean, you could quiz me, but there's a lot of questions that I probably wouldn't be able to fucking Because you're off. quizzling? <laughs> I, no. I don't know what I would be in D&D. <laughs> what would I be? Um, a bard? A, a quizzling is definitely not a D&D thing. That was oh. a callback to the future for uh, text before calling. Um. Mm. <laughs> Which, by the way, I didn't... So there was some episode of text before calling where we were talking about, like, incels. Mm. And I didn't know what you guys were talking about. Oh. So I just remained quiet. <laughs> but I looked you it up. You subsequently found out. <laughs> it's fucked up. It's some fucked up shit. Yeah. All right, anyway, let's move on. Uh, so we are now beginning chapter two. Mm. We've, we fit the last, Electric the last Google. time we did, we finished chapter one and we are going to begin chapter two, which is, uh, has no title technically speaking. Jesus. 
Um, but it it's known as the Nestor chapter. Nestor. Um, and if you tune into either last week or the week before that. Looks like a fucking Bible. It is. They all are, my friend. It's just like notated with sub numbers and Jesus in red. You, Cochrane. What city sent for him? Johnny? Tarrant him, sir. Very good. Well? There was a battle, sir. Very good. Where? The boy's blank face asked the blank window. Fabled by the daughters of memory. And yet, it was in some way not as memory fabled it. A phrase, then, of impatience, thud of Blake's wings of excess. I hear the ruin of all space, shattered glass and toppling masonry, and time, one livid final flame. What's left us, then? I, I, I forget the place, sir. 279 B.C. Asylum, Stephen said, glancing at the name and date in the Gorsgard book. Yes, sir. And he said, another victory like that, and we are done for. That phrase the world had remembered. A dull ease of the mind. From a hill above a corpse-strewn plain, a general speaking to his officers leaned upon his spear. Any general to any officers. They lend ear. You, Armstrong, Stephen said. What was the end of Pyrrhus? End of Pyrrhus, sir? I know, sir, ask me, Gunnar said. Wait, you, Armstrong, do you know anything about Pyrrhus? A bag of fig rolls lay snugly in Armstrong's satchel. He curled them between his palms at whiles and swallowed them softly. Crumbs adhered to the tissues of his lips, a sweetened boy's breath. Well-off people, proud that their eldest son was in the Navy. Vicarillo, Ducky. So I'm staring at this book you gave me. Okay. This makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Um, like <laughs> the annotated dictionary, like I can't even like. Doesn't seem to be well, connected start- to where you are. Um. Well, so the 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 first page should have a map and the name of Nestor, right? Mm, yes. Where we were. That was. Oh yeah, the first page. Not the very first page. The the like where I put the bookmark. I think. Oh uh, no. That's at chapter two that you put the... That's where oh, we are. Oh, yeah, yeah, right there. Yeah. yeah. So there should be like a, the, a map and then um, and the first part of it should just be an explanation of the title, like where we are, what we are, when we are, all that stuff. Gotcha. Okay. So it's... it's the, the whole book takes place in one day. This is the Nestor chapter, chapter two. This takes place at the school. Um, uh, it's, I want to say, 10 a.m.? So this, this the book that I am holding does okay. not contain any of the text of that book it It should yeah so each in bold each word yeah there's a word and then a whole explanation of it so what's the first word under after nestor like and all the explanation of nestor what's the first word uh is it cochran yeah so again the first so in the book the the, this chapter begins you cochran what city sent for him Right, so there is so nowhere in this Cochran? book where it says you, Cochrane, what city? It, you, no, it just says Cochrane. Right, right. right. So that this is a dictionary for that book, or like a yeah, it'd be like so. So when you get to Cochrane, you're like, why Cochrane? That's right. a weird name. So what does it right. say under Cochrane? Jesus, give me to read it for you. I can read. You don't have to fuck. either way. A A Charles H Cochrane, solicitor and commissioner for oaths. Had offices at 29 Frederick Street in Dublin. Res- residence Cambridge House 38. Overton Road. Interesting. Dulkey. Yep. Yep. Tom's. 1904. Page 1834. 1904. What does the Tom's mean? 
Uh, Thoms? Thoms? T-H-O-M-S? Yeah. I don't know. All right. I have no idea. Um, <clears throat> That's not the cool. River, so Cochrane would be a real. Th- it, it was a real. So, so, so the funny thing about it is like all, all the different names, right? Cochrane, um, Cochrane, Armstrong, um, Common. The, these are all the names of the students. Right now, he's in the school and he's teaching the kids. Mm. Um, but the the funny part too is that they this is 1904 is when this is happening. It's written in 1922. So each time he's like mentioning one of the kids' names. They more likely than not died in World War One. Oh, so it's one of those things that, like, as words. So, so there's there might be some of that, like you know, these are the real people that they're mentioning, maybe or something. I'm not gotcha. sure. Like, it's. Um, I actually haven't gone through that book to see. Oh wait, I'm sure I have for Nestor. I'm sure I have. It'd be in the blue version. Oh, uh, Nestor is like fucking this chapter, chapter two. Oh. Okay. Uh, a sweetened boy's breath. Well off people. Proud that their eldest son was in the Navy. They call Vico Road, Dalkey. Pierce, sir? Pierce, appear! All laughed. Mirthless, high, malicious laughter. Armstrong looked around at his classmates, silly glee in profile. In a moment, they will laugh more loudly, aware of my lack of rule. Oh, sorry. In a moment, they will laugh more loudly, aware of my lack of rule. Ah, uh, end of the fees there. Papa's pay. Tell me now. Stephen said, poking the boy's shoulder with the book. What is a peer? Uh, a peer, sir? Armstrong said. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. My, my Guinness bottle, it's hot in the mm. apartment. So I put the cap on top of the Guinness bottle after I poured myself a, a glass of Guinness. And the, the pressure built up inside the bottle and popped the top off. And it was very cute. It demanded attention. To take a sip. On Bloomsday. I wish I had. I wish I had bass. This is sad. They didn't have any at the, the liquor store. It's pronounced base. You know, it's all about that base. Mm-hmm. Tell me now, Stephen said, poking the boy's shoulder with the hook with the book. What is a pier? A, a pier, sir. Armstrong said, a, a, th- a thing out on the waves, a, a kind of bridge, K- Kingstown Pier, sir. Some laughed again, mirthless. It's not a bridge at all, but with meaning. Two in the back, be- two in the back bench whispered, "Yes." They knew. They never learned, nor ever been innocent. All. With envy. With envy, he watched their faces. Edith, Ethel, Gertie, Lily. Their likes. Their breaths, too. Sweetened. With tea and jam. Their bracelets tittering in the the struggle. Kingstown Pier, Stephen said. Yes. A disappointed bridge. The words troubled their gaze. How, sir? Common asked. A bridge is across a river. For Haynes' chapbook. No one here to hear. Tonight deftly amid wild drink and talk. To pierce the polished mail of his mind. What then? A jester at the court of his master. Indulged and dis, uh, disesteemed. Winning a Clement's master's phrase. What have they chosen all that part? Not wholly for the smooth caress. For them too, history was a tale like any other too often heard. Their land, pawn shop. Had Pyrrhus not fallen by a beldam's hand, and Argos or Julius Caesar had not been knifed to death, they are, not be th- they are not to be thought away. Time has branded them, and fettered they are lodged in a room of the infinite possibilities they have ousted. But can those have possible seeing that they never were? Or was that only possible which came to pass? Weave. Weaver of the wind. 
So, of course, we're jumping between Stephen's thoughts and the narrator speaking and the kids asking questions. <gasps> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any questions so far? Sean's All flipping. of it. All of it? Um, there's a fun thing. Well, I'll try to get to the thing first, then, we'll, then I'll Again, explain you more. you don't know what this word means. Tell us a story, sir. Oh, do, sir. A ghost story. Where do you begin in this? Stephen asked, opening another book. Weep no more, Common said. Go on, then, Talbot. And the history, sir. After, Stephen said. Go on, Talbot. A swarthy boy opened a book and propped it nimbly under the breastwork of his satchel. He recited What's jerks swarthy? of... Uh, swarthy? I don't know. I don't know. Look it up. Yeah. Swarthy. I would imagine, like, sort of... I don't know, actually. I was, I was going to say, like, cool, like, swaggery. No, way, I'm fairly certain. Uh, certain it's, no, no, I'm fairly certain it's uh, racially related. So, uh, swarthy, S W A R T H Y. Believe it refers to like um, Mediterranean peoples. Maybe that'd be interesting. Be, that would actually mean a lot if that's uh, the case. Dark skinned. Wow! There you yeah. go. A swarthy boy opened a book and propped it nimbly under the breastwork of his satchel. He recited jerks of verse with odd glances at the text. Weep no more, woeful shepherd, weep no more. For Lysidus, your sorrow, is not dead. Sunk through he be, sunk though he be beneath the watery floor. It must be a movement, then, an actuality of the possible as possible. Aristotle's phrase formed itself within the gabbled verses and floated out into the studious silence of the library at St. Genevieve, where he had read, sheltered from the sin of Paris, night by night. But his elbow was a delicate Siamese conned a handbook of strategy, fed and feeding brains about me, under glow lamps impaled with faintly beating feelers. And in my mind's darkness, a sloth of the underworld, reluctant, shy of brightness, shifting her dragon's scaly folds. Thought is the thought of thought. Tranquil brightness. The soul is in a manner all that is. The soul is the form of forms. Tranquility sudden, vast, candescent. Form of forms. That whole bit, by the way, is repeated in much deeper depth than next chapter. Like, his, he's... Stephen, for some reason, is very fascinated with... Um, with he calls it the ineluctable modality of the visible. It's the first line of the next next part. Um, it's an Aristotelian sort of concept, like born with essentially like ontology. What what is what is and and epistemology how uh, how one knows what is. Um, and he's fascinated by that by what what is this this oneness under each object that I see. Is it a metaphor underneath the thing or is it the thing itself? And how do I know what the thing is absent the metaphor? And can the thing underneath the thing be other than what I know it to be? I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, <laughs> it almost always is. <laughs> well, in 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 text, of course, that's that's sort of the point that Joyce is actually making. Here. It's that in in that way, Stephen is both Stephen and Hamlet and Joyce and 
all the other things, right? Like a, a cop out. A rock is well. Um, it's only a cop out. It's everything and nothing. All at no, once. no, 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 no. That's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> That's the thing. It's only a cop out if you don't know the multitude of things that the thing can be. A rock is not a chair. Unless a king sits on it. So it's actually more important that you know the things that it can't be. Uh, sure, that's fair. Yeah, that's, that's not an inconsequential statement. Sure, I'll give you that. I... <laughs> Sean is so mad that he engaged. I, 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 think, I think what made him more mad is that like... <laughs> no, I, d- I define the world by the negative. You define it by the positive. That is, I'm uh... not defining this, sir. Steven is. <laughs> um, You've got a uh, fucking catcher in the rise worth of notes that... Talbot, to differ. Talbot repeated. Through the door, the deer might of him that walked the waves. Through the deer might... Through the deer? Turn over, Stephen said quietly. I don't see anything. What, sir? Talbot asked simply, bending forward. His hand turned the page over. He leaned back and went on again, having just remembered. Of him that walked the waves. Here also, over these craven hearts, it's his shadow lies, and on the scoffer's heart and lips, and on mine. It lies upon the eager faces who offered him a coin of the tribune. To Caesar, what is Caesar's? To God, what is God's? A long, a long look from dark eyes, a riddling sentence to be woven and woven on the church's looms. I. Riddled me, riddled me, Randy Rowe, my father gave me seeds to sow. Talbot slid his closed book into his satchel. Have I heard all? Stephen asked. Yes, sir. Hockey at ten, sir. Half day, sir. Thursday. So that's our first thing, by the way. That gives us both the time and the date. Jesus. 10 a.m. Thursday. We don't quite yet know that it's June 16th, 1904. But we do know that it is a Thursday, and it's presumably 10 o'clock right now. Why is that relevant other than that is when this... Well, it's relevant because it all happens in one day. We don't really know that this monstrous fucking book happens in one day. Mm. Um, Bloomsday, of course, today, June 16th. Um, but th- it, it, also it's important because these first three chapters um, coincide with the first three chapters of, chap- of part two. So we, we go from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. in the first chapter, which we all read. And then it's 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. And then the, the third chapter is 11 a.m. to noon. And then we flash back to 8 a.m. watching Bloom in chapter four. And then 10 to 11 and then 11 to 12. Mm. Um, and then they converge. We see both of them again at one o'clock. And the two stories start to like mix and mingle. And then that happens throughout until they finally meet all the way at the end of the book. Spoiler. Mm. Um, so... It's relevant just in form, I guess. Gotcha. And, and plus, it's a, it's a riddle. We don't really know. And that's, again, riddle me, riddle me, Randy Rowe, my father gave me seeds to sow. That's, most of this book really is a complicated thing that you just got to fucking work at and work at until you get it. Do you really and I will, to? however, get to the first, I will get to the first sort of unsolved mystery mm. in, <laughs> Sean's very excited. The Robert Stack. Half day, sir, Thursday. Who can answer a riddle? Stephen said. They bundled their books away, pencils clacking, pages rustling, crowding together as they strapped and buckled their satchels, all gabbing gaily. A riddle, sir. Ask me, sir. 
Oh, ask me, sir. A hard one, sir. This is the riddle, Stephen said. The cock crew, the sky was blue. The bells in heaven were striking eleven. Tis time for this poor soul to go to heaven. What is that? Oh, that's interesting. So what is that? There's no sort of like dash before the what is that? This is the 1922 text, by the way. Um, yeah. So presumably that's the narrator saying, what is that? Oh. It could be the narrator. It could be actually Joyce himself. It could be the arranger. It could be Steven. It could be many different things. My, my, my personal guess is that it is, it is Joyce slash the arranger slash the narrator. And is this... So, what is that? I'll explain why in a second. But does this come up more? What? Like, are there more narrations like that? Oh, yeah. No. Okay. So remember the last, the last line of the, of the first chapter is usurper. And that's the whole point. It's, it really is this usurpation of the novel form. I mean, this is, that's why this mm. book is fucking like the greatest book ever written. Because there was a novel and then there's this. And this was like, no, no, no. We don't have to just tell a story. There, there can be different there can be different levels of narration. You don't have to just. So it's like the breaking bad of its time. Way more. (laughs) But no, I think about it. Like, so there traditionally, traditionally there's a narrator telling the story of what's happening. And then you have the dialogue of the characters, right? You can also. Right. So you can have the, and then you can have the narrator say, character a thought x y and z right and then you hear the character's thoughts well what if what if what if you can go beyond that what if you say no i'm just gonna write what the character's thinking and the reader can figure it out for himself it's like okay well that makes it a little bit complicated how do i know it's not the narrator how do i know all of a sudden this is thought well there's no quotations around it well okay fine and then you go a further and again this is a broadening sense right or this is this is an inward sense um so it's just there's the the character saying something and then the character's thinking something. So we're going inward. And then even deeper beyond that, what if there is a thought of thought? That's the whole line here, right? The thought is the thought of thought. And the character himself goes deeper into this vortex of just inner consciousness that we call literally stream of consciousness. And that was revolutionary with this book. And the whole last chapter of this book is all without punctuation. It is just literally all one long sentence that looks horrible it's amazing it's wonderful <laughs> it's so wonderful but that's, that, that's the shit i always used to get yelled at for well you weren't you know you didn't have a good enough teacher um anyways but then so that's the inward right but then we have the outward where there's the narrator who is explaining what's happening but then there's also there could be an arranger of the narrator can there be separate narrators can be first person narrator and then beyond 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 and that's sort of what this book did Anyway, um, so what is that? The cock crew, the sky was blue, the bells in heaven were striking 11. It's time for this poor soul to go to heaven. What is that? What, sir? Again, sir, we didn't hear. Their eyes grew bigger as the lines were repeated. After a silence, Cochran said, What is it, sir? We give up. Stephen, his throat inching, itching, answered. The fox burying his grandmother under a holly bush. He stood up and gave a shout of nervous laughter, to which their cries echoed dismay. A stick struck the door and a voice in the corridor called, Hockey! They broke asunder, sliding out of their benches, leaping Wait, so was that supposed to be a joke? Was there like an actual... So this is one of the unsolved riddles of this book, actually. Um, 
No one really knows. Is it just a stupid throwaway answer? No, it's not, actually. I, I it's, Of course, nothing in this goddamn there book. There unfortunately it? really is not. Um, so I'll, I'll go over it again. Uh, the cock crew, the sky was blue, the bells in heaven were striking 11. It's time for this poor soul to go to heaven. Presumably that's a riddle. The mm. answer to that riddle is, so what is that? The answer is, the fox, the fox burying his grandmother under a holly bush. Kids are like, that's not a thing. What are you talking <laughs> about? That's not, none of that makes sense. And Stephen kind of laughed. So why? What the fuck? That's, it's, it, it is genuinely one of the unsolved riddles of this book. Um, I will, however, here, herein, put a bookmark in it, and I will go to my journal. Oh, Jesus Christ. Where I break it down. Is this a dream journal? No, it's, so I didn't understand it. it so in the first, I must have it, actually. Hang on. Uh, he is rifling through his rucksack, uh, through his many, many copies of Ulysses. Well, so the first, one of the first copies I had, um, the, my professor had us list, um, all the riddles. No, this is the one fucking old one. Hang on. (laughs) His, uh, riddles are lost in a sea of Ulysses. Had us list like a lot of the unsolved riddles in the book. Um, I shall try to find it. And post haste and forthwith. And here to four and evermore. Oh, here we go. Six unsolved mysteries. So there's the riddle, Fox and the Grandmother, um, page 26. There's UP up. That's in chapters eight and and so forth. That's about the old guy in the balloons. Unfurnished apartments. That's not unsolved. That's fair. That's just a sign. Oh, I, I don't get it. I don't get why that's a riddle. I'll have to ask. Anyway, and then there's the man and the Macintosh. Those are this. Wait, there's only four. <laughs> Maybe Fuck. you spaced there's out in the middle more. of the lecture. I must have. There's two, there's two unsolved mysteries that I don't have in the list of unsolved mysteries. So God, you were a horrible Currently, student. as it stands. <laughs> a seventh mystery. Currently, as it stands. <laughs> what are the other two mysteries? <laughs> Man, I got to email my old professor. That's funny. They're, they're disappearing. It's like a uh, back to the I future I think I thing. have an answer to the fox, uh, the fox bearing room. Uh, so, for years, I actually went through this because I-, I I, yeah, it's not like I actively thought about it. It's just that I, every time I passed it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's an unsolved picture you huddling in a candlelit library for like six years on end, like refusing to leave. I think you're holding, you're (laughs) holding a large portion of it. So here's what I wrote. Um, and I don't, I'll, I'll, I'll stop and explain more, but so I wrote, I, I sat down and I read Dubliners and then portrait and I like kept a fucking long journal of this shit. But anyway, here's what I wrote. He's got himself Um, a little fancy lad leather journal. A moleskin. Same um, difference. Apparently, by the way, this was July 20th, 2014. I wrote this. Um, all right. This is going to be embarrassing, I think, maybe, perhaps. Let's see. Let me make sure. All right. Uh, that's, that's what this show is. So we know the riddle. We've heard it. Okay. Uh, these lines I've known so well for so long. I wrote it off as an unanswerable, and perhaps that was the joke. Or I wrote it off as unanswerable, and perhaps that was the joke. My handwriting was terrible back then, by the way. Um, fixed it in the last two years. I have. Well, more than that. 2014. Oh, I think I'm bad. At um, that, <laughs> that uh, perhaps that was the joke that it wasn't a riddle, but it was just a representation of an abstract poem where all possible meanings and derivations and analytical conclusions uh, could be var- valid. Of course, this is only half true. Everything is valid. Uh, if it works, 
But there are deeper meanings underneath that truth. And in the end, that is the answer. Or there is the answer. Uh, it is that answer which I will deal which I will deal with. This riddle may be a version this of This is an, all you writing to yourself? Yeah. Is this like Yes. This is kind of how I write. It's academic writing, so it's like it's just a yeah, you have to write it that way because it's if you're gonna write a screenplay into a journal, it would sound weird, but it just is the way it is. Make sense? No. Sean's looking at me <laughs> with confused disdain. Uh, incredulous? <laughs> um, but yeah. Like, I'm not writing to myself. I'm writing basically the academic thoughts that I can is theoretically there a- later apply as I am literally doing right now. Okay. I never knew this day would come. Yeah, other than this podcast, what was the intent of putting these words on this paper? Uh, to remember. So you were writing to yourself. Okay. <laughs> this riddle may be a version of an older archaic riddle found in P.W. Joyce's, quote, English on a page. And I have the fucking number. Um, uh, we see the real riddle in all its glory. He smugly states, quote, observe the delightful inconsequence of riddle and answer. Question. Riddle me, riddle me, right. Who did I see last night? The wind blew, the cock crew the bells in heaven struck 11 tis time for this purse poor soul to go to heaven answer the fox burying his mother under a holly tree quote i learned in limerick two generations ago wasn't it his grandmother and i got a well that was the 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 riddle that stephen asked this was the original riddle um i learned i quote i learned it in limerick two generations ago and i got a wexford version from mr mccall um, I, I also say funny that he learned limerick. Um, so there we are. It seems that the connection between answer and riddle has been lost somewhere in time. It is entirely possible that Joyce was frustrated by the fact that the riddle made no sense and it seemed history was to blame. Uh, thus he wrote the riddle down into his book as a type of SOS. Help me reader. He says, um, I need you to find the connection somewhere in history's corpse strewn plains. That's a, a line from Nestor. Uh, I'm writing here in my Gore Scarred book, another line from Lester, or Nestor, uh, just as we're losing generations to war and arrogance, we're losing history. Uh, to me, it seems to be the most, the most satisfying answer. Now, even if Joyce did know the connection, his specific omission was, was telling since it further enhances the expression, history is to blame. In other words, so I, I have way more and I'll go into it in a second. But I guess that's the point. So there was an old riddle. Is that our food? No. No. Oh. Um, there was, to clarify what just happened, there was an old riddle that Joyce was aware of, but there was like a question and an answer and the, the answer made no sense to the question. It just wasn't connected. And that's the original riddle. Riddle, 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 uh, riddle me right. The wind blew. Oh, that's our food. food. The cock- <laughs> <laughs> Sean got so excited. Yeah. Um, so listener, listener, listen well, history is to blame. Um, the point here is sort of the disconnect between those two things. The original riddle, the original riddles, uh, answer or the, the connection between the question and answer was lost to time in the same way that, that we, we sort of lose these connections like with war throughout history. And that's history is to blame. Um, it goes back to the disappointed bridge. 
right? The the sort of communication. The, uh, if a bridge itself is to connect two things, then like that they were talking before the the communication, the Kingstown Pier, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, if if you stop the communication in the sense of a pier, it is literally an excommunication, and that's again the whole like excommunication of a retreating from what once was. This history is to blame. Sean's shaking his head. Thank you for tuning in to Literally Literary. Happy Bloomsday, my little snowflakes. Um, Be sure to check out all the shows on the Fawcast Network. We got the Going Down on South Park, Paula Tinkering, Text Before Calling, and the... Uh, oh, this one literally, literally, you're already listening to that. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh Wild Wild West World. Uh, yeah, we got them all. Uh, and remember to fill in the holes of history if you can. There's too much lost. There's too much lost, and it will repeat itself if we are not careful. And that is the whole point of the book from 1904 to 1922. This is me calling out in 2018 to some future shitty date. I'll fill history's holes all right. That's a sex joke. Tis.